0: The B.S. Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The B.S. Report. The B.S. Report with Bill Simmons. Welcome to the B.S. Report. It's a sunny Wednesday here in Southern California. Just a quick reminder, we have two Grantland Basketball Hour shows coming on Thursday, 7 p.m. ESPN, and then another one on Friday, 7 p.m. ESPN, a two-part playoff preview. Look out for that. Uh, it is also sunny back east in the area of Massachusetts, which was ravaged by snow all winter. And now things are looking up. The Patriots are Super Bowl champs. The Red Sox, Mookie Betts has taken off. And the Celtics have made the playoffs. What better time to call my dad? How are you? Good. How you doing? Um, you talked yourself into the Celtics having a chance against LeBron and Kyrie in Cleveland last night. I, I'm, it was unclear whether you had been drinking. Um, are you still confident? Uh,
1: I I can't really say I talked myself into us having a chance, but I, I kind of talked myself into looking at it a different way. You know, you and I have talked last couple of weeks. If we made the playoffs, we're obviously not yet a championship-caliber team. And maybe we could win a series against Atlanta. You know, my thinking was maybe we could win a series against Atlanta, and then we certainly could win a series against Toronto if we played them next, and then we'd get beat by Cleveland in the uh, conference finals. So eventually you have to play Cleveland. So that was part of my thinking. And the other part was, as a season ticket holder who hasn't been able to go to a playoff game in a couple of years, the excitement of seeing Cleveland come in here, I mean, that would be terrific. I never could stand Atlanta coming in here. There's just they just never have been an exciting team. So I guess I've talked myself into maybe we can win game three and maybe we can get, win one game on the road and then I'd be very satisfied. You feel the same way?
0: It's, it, well, you know, there's two ways to rebuild, right? And the first way is you just... You just terrible and you suck, and then you pray for luck in the lottery. And we've we've done that a couple times, right? In ninety seven, without any luck. Yeah, With- ninety seven, you didn't get any luck? Two thousand seven didn't get any luck, but then kind of stumbled into the old KG thing, which was great. And then this time around, it you know it really this decade really could have gone so much worse than it did. You know, you think like you had Doc Rivers making a huge salary who didn't want to be there. And you had Pierce and KG just... We knew they were getting old, but we didn't know for sure how right, old. Right. Um, Particularly KG. Rondo, Rondo blew out his knee. Right. He, they, there was really no signs Jeff, of, Jeff of Green hope. <laughs> 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 Come on. Come on. We like Jeff Green. He just <laughs> was up and down. He tormented you. Now <laughs> he he's did. tormenting the Memphis fans. Right, right. Uh but yeah, there was there there was really no nothing to hang your hat on, and now you look two years later. I mean, the, the number one thing for me is the coach. You know, I've I've been joking about it on Twitter and calling him President Brad Stevens, all this stuff, but he's really he's really one of the best coaches I've ever followed on a day to day basis. It's not like Boston fans. You know, I'm like 40 years in with the Boston teams. I really only think Belichick, Parcells. I don't mean to put Stevens in that class yet, but it does kind of feel like it felt during the era of those guys, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I do think so. I I, I mean, last night's game was kind of a good example. Uh, any other coach that we've ever had, and I'm not sure I agree with what happened last night, but I, I fully understand Stevens' motivation. Any other coach we've ever had would have rested almost everybody he could have last night to make sure we lost that game and possibly move down after tonight's final games of the season into the eighth seed. But Stevens right, is to play Atlanta. That's right, to play Atlanta. Stevens he's not wired that way. And then you read the quotes from the players, uh I think they just love the guy. They love playing for yeah, him. Yeah, they do. And you know, you you and I have talked a lot about how players talk to other players on other teams, particularly when they're in free agency years, and I think a lot of players are going to want to play for a coach like Stevens. Uh, you know, he, he motivates them. He's very smart. They're, they all talk about his end of the end of the quarter, end of the half, end of the game, uh, planning of plays, and how many of these have worked. I mean, most of them. Uh, to to a person. It, as the new people come in, Isaiah Thomas, they've been quoting him lately about, he's just so happy to be here and to play for this coach. You know, right. it, its I i think that really bodes well for the future. Maybe to draw in, either through trade or free agency, you know, one of these big free agents or one of the superstars from another team who's dissatisfied.
0: Yeah, so. it's, well, a couple things going on there. One is that, excuse me, I just hiccuped. One is that uh, just an inordinate amount of guys have come here and found themselves in a better career situation within a few weeks or a few months after having met Brad Stevens. Right. When you're going down the line, it's like you're talking like nine or ten guys who have been in the best position of their careers. Even somebody like Jurebko, yeah, who. Signed a big, you know, fairly big contract for a role player a couple of years ago and hurt his knee. And I, I had kind of almost forgotten he was in the league and now has turned into uh, Tommy Heidson and joked that he was the Swedish Larry Bird in one of the, <laughs> the <laughs> games. But uh, it
1: always the, worries you know, me Jay with Crowder, Tommy. Yeah,
0: yeah Tommy's, been, Tommy's been out of his mind with the he because I don't think he wanted to go through another rebuilding Tank. Tommy situation. loves the way uh,
1: Stevens coaches. He loves the way that. Stevens has these guys driving to the basket, uh, helping out on defense. Right. I mean, they're all the things that Heinsohn preaches that I think Doc Rivers' coaching drove him crazy because we didn't oh, play that no way. question Yeah,
0: Yeah, question. And he also, he hates terrible shot selection, right. and he doesn't like one-on-one basketball, and the Celtics don't. It's, a very, it's this motion offense where the ball's just moving, and a lot of hands off, and guys cutting, and everybody's always moving, and high volume shots. They took the most field goal attempts in the league. Right. But, um, I, I like that they tried last night. And I also, I, I like that the bulls tried against the nets cause the bulls easily could have tanked too and gone on that four seed. But I'm shocked. You know, the bulls tried last night. It's it, but it's, I think it was the same reason it's about, you that know, the coach. mentality, Yeah, you know, it's like, Hey, we can beat anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't think Stevens wanted his guys to think like, yeah, we're afraid of Cleveland. I think his attitude was like, no, we're not afraid of anybody. And Jay Crowder had a quote after the game where he was saying like, you know, basically like, you know, we think we can beat anybody. We're not afraid of anybody. Bring it.
1: Yeah. That's kind of
0: the team they have.
1: It's, and it's certainly motivating the crowd. Uh, You know, I've been to a couple more games recently. The crowds are really into this team. Yeah. Uh, You know, We've had a great history, even when we've had losing basketball, that we've had teams that tried hard, uh, except for maybe a period in the late 70s. But this team really tries hard. And on top of that, I think I read today they've won seven of their last eight games. What a way to finish the season. Now they're going to get playoff experience. And and they're going to bring a great draw into Boston and Cleveland and LeBron James. And maybe well, again to be repetitive, maybe we can steal a game at home.
0: Did you see the Celtics are twenty three and twelve in their last thirty five? I did. That's a Legitimate record.
1: I think they were only second to Cleveland, if I recall, in terms of that period of time. And how I think it's since February second, since uh, we've had one hundred and eleven inches of snow, or something like that.
0: Right. Well, uh, you know, I was saying earlier about the the two different philosophies. And one is just you blow it up, you tank, you play the odds with the lottery, which I get. Philly's doing that right now. It's right. smart. It makes sense. They're playing poker. Um, but, you know, Charlotte did that to some degree too. And, and you end up with Michael Kidd Gilchrist instead of Anthony Davis. We did that in 97. We ended up with Chauncey Billups instead of Tim Duncan. Um, it's just you, you need luck at some point. I think it's interesting to see a team go the other way and actually try to get better as you're, as they're rebuilding. Like the Isaiah Thomas trade and the Jeff green trade make no sense. If you look at them together, right? Right. Like they trade Jeff green. He's, he's supposed to be one of the best players on the team. They just give him away for a first round pick, but then they give away another first round pick for Isaiah Thomas to bring him in. And if you look at it and you don't know enough about the situation you think, well, that doesn't make any sense, but actually, they thought Jeff Green was kind of overrated and they wanted to get a pick for him. They thought they could replace him with, with Jay Crowder, which they did. And on the flip side, they, they just thought Thomas, like Danny Ainge said, they interviewed him during the game last night. And he was just saying like, they just thought he was an asset. They thought they had like a rare chance to get somebody at a discount price that just wasn't going to be available in a couple of months. And they didn't care what the price was. And it's,
1: it really was a discount price. Cause that's a, but to the end of the round first end of the first round first rounder you, you know Isaiah Thomas we, we had this discussion you and I a couple of days ago who would you rather have right now playing point Isaiah Thomas or Rajon Rondo
0: ah oh, it's no contest i
1: mean really but who would have thought that at the beginning of the year when people were so fearful that we'd lose rondo but now we have a guy i mean he, i realize he has deficiencies in terms of de- on defense but he goes to the basket, he makes the players around him better, he's not fearful of being fouled because he's a very good foul shooter, uh, he has a lot of intangibles as well in terms of being a leader on the team.
0: And he so, got hurt, he, you know, he, he got hurt at a time when he was playing awesome. Right, right, he's only then, now coming back, yep. Yeah, it didn't really seem like he was himself until the Detroit game last week, but right. he's this guy who's kind of perfect for where basketball's going, because... He can shoot threes and he gets to the rim and he plays slash and kick. We would watch these Celtic games these last couple years. And with Stevens, the team was always in the mix to win the game and we had no closer.
1: Right. Which is why I like the
0: Thomas trade because it was like, oh, I've seen this guy. This guy is a closer. He he knows what to do at the end of games.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a a really good point. Uh, I think I can think of uh, six out of seven games, maybe since Thomas got here, we, we've closed it in the last minute. And those were possibly games we would have lost at the beginning of the
0: season. Well, you went to the Cleveland game in November when I think they blew, like it was like a 19-point game oh, yeah, in the we, fourth quarter. And they just had nowhere to go for baskets. Right, right.
1: But Irving, we should mention
0: this, We both of us are well aware that the Celtics team is an atrocious protect-the-run team, and they're going against a team that has, I would say, two of the best four drive-to-the-room guys in the entire league. So that's a problem. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Cleveland's a terrible matchup for us. So it's
0: the worst it's, possible matchup. Right,
1: and and we possibly are going to get swept. Yeah. Uh, which which is, I, I guess, if you talk about at, uh, pluses and minuses, that's a risk for this young team in terms of if they get swept, uh, is that going to ruin all of the positive progress that's taking place? the last two months. I hope not.
0: I don't I don't think they'll get swept. They'll steal one of these. Stevens will do something. Isaiah'll get hot in one game. I'd I'd be surprised that they got swept. But I think like going back to like the two roads you can take when you're rebuilding. I and this is the part that I don't care. I just like the Philly thing and some of the other teams that are just blowing it up and rebuilding starting over, which we've done. We've been there for it. You have all these young players. You have all these assets, but when you throw them together, you just don't know what's going to happen. They don't have anybody leading them or helping them or showing them stuff or showing them what to do. And we lived through that during the Patino era. Remember, we had a bunch of young picks. We were loaded. We had Walker and we had Billups. Right. We had Ron Mercer. We also um, don't know what's the chemistry of the team going to be like, as well. Um, right. You just there's so many variables to it. That to me it's like if you if you can build something where you have a foundation of some pieces and you have a great coach, but you're also there playing these big games, like the Celtics just played six, seven weeks of of high pressure games trying to get in the playoffs and and had some players in big moments, and now they're going to be in a playoff series and it's LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love on national t v like you can't tell me that's that's not like an awesome thing for Marcus Smart. Yeah, it's like going to grad school. It's right. like the the best possible situation for him.
1: No, I agree, particularly uh, if uh, I have a little voodoo though of Kyrie Irving and I put a little pin in his right hip today. So hopefully, are oh, you dead? Yeah, yeah. Because I understand his hip is bothering him. That that would help us a little bit.
0: You're old, so nobody's going to blame you for that.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah, but you the, know, you know, I was talking to my brother Don last night about how what a great time of the year this is to be in boston uh and i know this is one of the times of the year you miss being here we have the yeah. red sox uh who are six and two even though they're starting pitching is really questionable they've they're hitting and the weather has changed and they're playing like today an afternoon game in beautiful weather we have the bruins who even though they didn't make the playoffs, they made major news today. They fired the general manager. We have have the Patriots, who made major news today because their former star, tight end, got convicted of first-degree murder. Those Uh, last
0: two weren't very positive.
1: No, I know they weren't very positive. We have the marathon. Today is the two-year anniversary. More positive.
0: Yeah, that that was more positive. Of
1: the marathon bombing, and they had a terrific pregame celebration prior to the Red Sox uh, this afternoon, but th- there's just a lot going on that's sports related two weeks from tomorrow. We have the NFL draft. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun time to be a sports fan. It kind of rivals to some extent, the end of October when you have a lot of things going on as well. But, um, and that was the
0: eighties. Now the we 80s have, was...
1: we, we have something that hasn't taken place to be part of that in a while, which is the Celtics, you know, that we're in the playoffs. We play Cleveland. LeBron's coming to town. We're going to be on national TV.
0: Hopefully, well, they, hopefully, you left hopefully we the part that, <laughs> You left out the part that the Patriots won the Super Bowl a couple months ago.
1: Well, yeah, we'll obviously the Patriots in. won the Super Bowl, but now i moved on to two weeks from tomorrow is the NFL draft, and hopefully we fill a couple of holes that we now have in that lineup. But obviously we won the Super Bowl. I did forget about that.
0: But I am old. It's it's your annual it's your annual um, ritual where you get totally into the NFL draft and target two or three guys that you really want, and then right before we pick, they trade down.
1: It happens every year. happens <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. It's great. I
1: know.
0: it will be good. There'll be some defensive tackle you're fired up about, and right in like ten minutes before the pick, they'll trade down.
1: But you know, in the, June, uh, in June, I'll do the same thing with the NBA draft, where we have three of the top thirty three at the four thirty four picks. I mean we could really once again add on to a positively growing team.
0: Don't you think? Yeah, they're gonna have like sixteen, twenty six, and thirty three. Okay. That's have a ton of cap space. In a deep in the, a deep the only guy they have the the only guy they have making over eight million a year is Gerald Wallace, who's an expiring
1: He has one more so. year, I think, right.
0: I think from no. from what I've been able to gather the, Stevens wants to play a lot like how uh Atlanta and Golden State play where you just have a lot of guys who can switch on uh, in Milwaukee too. Um guys who can just switch. I mean Golden State has Bogut, and Bogut is a much better defensive player than people realize and he's kind of the anchor in the middle, but other than that they have guys who can just switch on just everything. And I think that's where the Celtics want to get. So I, I actually don't think that Kevin Love is somebody that they go after. I think they're looking at more of those, you know, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris type. Really? Because
1: you were want... you were leading the Kevin Love bring him to Boston parade a year ago.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think he fits in with what Stevens wants to do. Stevens <laughs> wants an athletic team of guys who are just malleable like Jake Crowder is like the perfect Celtic that's exactly the kind of guy they want on this thing.
1: Do you think Boogie Cousins would fit
0: in here? Um, I mean I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm an irrational Boogie fan but uh, I I think he would buy into Brad Stevens. It's almost like Boogie's like one of those guys who has had all the wrong girlfriends and has just never dated the right girl. He's had all these different coaches and all these different GMs and owners. and I you
1: know, you know I I listen think- I listen to your podcast that you did with him I think it was during All-Star Weekend and uh, he I had never heard of him speak before. I mean, obviously he's a bright man who yeah. loves basketball and always seems to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So and may, a, and maybe has a bad a, may,
0: reputation.
1: Maybe a Stevens could turn a guy like that around.
0: The problem is, I don't think they're going to have enough. I, I think uh, the Cousins thing's interesting because there's a lot of buzz now that that he might might be potentially in the block he's got an agent named dan fagan who's notorious for kind of bullying teams when he doesn't like a a situation that his clients in and i think disqualifies but
1: maybe he'd boogie he'd uh influence who they traded him to as well
0: well so there's a couple interesting ones right i'm writing about this for in friday uh I have right. a mailbag on Friday but I I'm going to step on it. I don't care. Um the the obvious one which I already brought up was Orlando cuz they have Vucevic who's like a 19 and 11 guy who's locked up for the next 5 years. So you could argue he's going to give you 80% of Boogie's stats. And you either have him with Aaron Gordon or with they're probably going to have the number 5 or number 6 pick. So You get that package for Boogie if he wants out anyway. It's not bad. That's not a a bad starting point. The really interesting one is... That's
1: a good package.
0: Well, so what if the Knicks got number two and just said, we'll give you the number two pick for Cousins? I think
1: Sacramento
0: would do that. I think Sacramento would do that. And the question with the Knicks is... Is would you rather have the number two pick? Would you rather just keep it and spend that the $15 million that you'd have to pay to Boogie on a free agent? I'd actually rather do that. Um, I think if it was the number three pick for Boogie, I think I would do that. But then I'm not sure if the Kings would do that because they're not getting Towns or Okafer back. That's right. Um,
1: Unless uh, so, the other guy from Duke goes one or two, which they won't know.
0: The other trade that I was thinking is uh, I think Milwaukee is an interesting destination for him because Milwaukee could put Giannis on the table if they wanted because they have Jabari coming back. And that's actually kind of a blockbuster. But, uh, you know, I think there. so when you look at the Celtics, you'd really have to be selling those Brooklyn picks hard to get Boogie. And and the Kings would have to want to do a total rebuild around picks. And I'm not sure they'd want to do that. They seem like they're in kind of that win-now mentality. If I'm
1: uh, if I'm Cousins' agent, I'm not excited about him going to Milwaukee. Um, I I think he's more more apt to thrive in a bigger market kind of
0: atmosphere. Um, well, Orlando would be a great situation. for him, Orlando might be because they, yep. they have a good yep. young nucleus, and they also they're going to hire a new coach. And uh, you know maybe he could have some say in that. The one way the Celts could get him, I think. Denver potentially could just blow it up completely and put Lawson and Fareed on the table with whatever else and you could maybe think of a three-way where Boston would just send a buttload of picks to Denver. Denver sends Lawson and Fareed and right. maybe something else like the Kings for Boogie and Boogie comes to the Celtics. That's the only way I see it, but it really does feel like Orlando. Unless there's also a chance that he might want to play like in a big big market like the, you know, like the Lakers. Is there the any Lakers other the
1: shot-blocking big man who is available somehow, either free agency or trade, that you think the Celtics are looking at? There's a lot of them. I don't think we're going to have a high enough draft pick to get one out of the draft for sure.
0: Yeah, but you've already, you're already on record saying that if the Celtics got Kaminsky, you'd have to be uh, airlifted out of your out of your house because you <laughs> Well, I like his game. I,
1: he's got quick feed. He's got from Kevin McHale-type old-school moves that I like. Um, he's not lefty. He's like a better version of a linic. Yeah, if he was lefty, I'd be over the top. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a better rebounder than a linic, for sure. Um, do you think he's going to be there at 16?
0: No, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't I, I think I think when we get close, the two guys that I think are going to rise when we get close to the draft it, are, uh, I think Justice Winslow is going to rise. But I think when people work him out, they're going to be stunned by like what a great athlete he is and how he handles himself. I just see him vaulting. And, uh, and I think Kaminsky, when we get closer to the draft and, and teams start thinking about him as a stretch five in the NBA, which has become a real position now, I, I, I just think... Some somebody in that nine, ten, eleven range is going to jump on them. A lot like McDermott last year, where just one team's going to get enamored with them and they're going to want them. Okay. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of those like Omer Asik, Robin Lopez, those kind of guys in free agency. So, you know that the my sense on the Celts would be that this summer they're going to go, they're going to try to get guys on good contracts. And not try to shoot their wad and overpay Greg Monroe or somebody like that. I, I just don't think they're going to do that. So it'll be interesting. Hey, tell us about um. Tell us a couple things. Do people in Boston have they cared about the Hernandez trial? Has that is it been a huge thing? What, like what is what is the feedback it gets back home?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. If you're not here, I don't think people really have even. Focused on it, with Super Bowl win, with the Patriot, with the uh, Red Sox opening the season, with the big, the uh, pressing end of the season for the Bruins, and with all the stuff with the Celtics we've been talking about. You know, it, it's dragged on for a while. A while. The jury uh, was in debate for six days, and yet you didn't hear. Pe- you'd hear people say, "Did they have a decision yet?" Um, but he became such an unlikable guy in the public view in terms of the more you found out about him, the more you realized you had been deceived about him in terms of his demeanor. I just don't think it became the big story. You have to realize though, the trial was going on at the same time as the trial for the uh, marathon bomber that was getting most of the attention as it yeah. right, rightfully should have been getting the attention. And yeah. that decision obviously came out first. So I, I just don't think it got the attention in Boston. I don't know if it even did it get it across the country. I doubt it.
0: Yeah. I'm not, it didn't seem like people cared that much. Yeah. it, it also like, it didn't seem very polarizing. It was pre, it was pretty clear that he was at least somehow involved. Um, I I think even on the last day of when the defense was wrapping up, the defense, the defense his defense attorney all of a sudden was like, "Well, he was there, right. but he didn't do it." And then he didn't know what to do. And it's like, "What? He was there? He I, didn't know I, what to do? What?" Well, I, but I don't think
1: I certainly never chatted with anybody in the last year who didn't think he did it or right. was there when it was done and he was supporting it being done. So I certainly never met anybody that said, oh, I really don't think he did it. But the interesting thing, I though, didn't. is he has the, he has another trial that's supposed to start the end of May for killing yeah. the two other people, and that has a real influence on the Patriots' cap, which you probably know, in terms right. of his bonus money. Um, and hopefully that trial... I, they they said today that trial will go forward. Um I was get,
0: surprised yeah. that he got first degree murder because uh they never found the weapon and they never came up with a real motive because what people thought the actual motive was was that um the guy that he killed knew about the other murders but exactly. they weren't allowed to put the, to introduce those murders in this trial right. so it was like no motive and no weapon but yet they had so much other evidence that they that he got convicted anyway
1: Exactly um so, I don't know how much evidence they have for the uh, double homicide in 2012. But, uh, again, they said they're going to go forward with that. Um, That would allow the patriots to not have to count all that money against their cap and might give them some relief. You know, obviously it's terrible that murders were committed, but there's no sympathy for this guy and, and not much discussion in answer to your question. What was
0: your other other point uh, question? The only thing I was going to say about that is he, he was one of those guys who was on the team and he was very successful as a patriot, but nobody really knew anything about him or had much of an opinion on him. It wasn't like try like so other guys just resonate, you know, like Wilfork and Gronkowski and Welker, and he's going down the line. Like he felt like. He had some sort of connection with those guys and Hernandez was always this kind of stealth H back he never knew anything about.
1: So, yeah, except he certainly showed up on game day.
0: Um No, he was he was very good. Yeah. But I think like if this was Gronk, I think I just think it's covered differently and treated differently and regarded differently. I agree with you. I, um, I think
1: the other part was the the day of the draft when, when the Patriots drafted him and he dropped to the fourth round, I think. I mean, there was a, a lot of discussion about why he dropped, and so, right. some surprise that the Patriots drafted him because of all the rumors that were out there.
0: Right. We knew we weren't we weren't uh, drafting a potential Man of the Year. Right. Um, now the other question was Mookie, Mookie Betts fever. What is it on a scale of one to ten right now?
1: Well, that's 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 really high, actually the last couple of days when I've walked the dogs and run into people I knew the first person they brought up was Mookie, Mookie Betts. You know, the guy's got a great name, right? Yeah. Um, 30 years ago, the name Mookie brought, uh, tears to your eyes. So finally yeah. we have a Mookie that we can look at in a positive light. Uh, obviously Mookie who hit the ball that went through Buckner's leg. Uh, But the guy looks just like such a confident athlete, athletic uh, phenom. Uh, His game the other day where he stole two bases in the first inning, then came up and hit the three-win homer, then hit the single, uh, then made the catch that robbed uh, the uh, guy, the two-win homer in the first inning. I mean, phenomenal. No wonder the Phillies wanted him. And they're never going to get... Never going to get him.
0: No. I, I, that would have been horrible if we traded him. Would have been
1: horrible. Would have been a mistake that we, maybe 10 years ago the Red so- or not 10, 20 years ago the Red Sox would have made.
0: Um, yeah, Luke Erman would have traded him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, unless health, health permitting, he looks like a fixture for the next 10 years in center field.
0: It's... I'm not going to panic about the pitching yet because, as you know, I'm in the league of dorks. American League only, uh, about as intensive a fantasy league as there is. And well,
1: didn't you take Masterson, if I
0: recollect? Yeah, but here's the thing about the American League: all the pitchers suck. There's like eight good pitchers. It's like you just go anywhere and you're and you're going to have a bad pitcher on your team. So, um, you know, like somebody was excited that they had Buckholtz last week, and then he got shelled on Monday. My
1: my complaint about the Sox, I'm you know I've always been a James Shields fan, and 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 they really could have gotten him on the cheap for what they would have gotten him for less that they ended up paying Porcello for his four year contract. I just think they made a mistake. You know they wouldn't have had to give up prospects. You just bring him in here. He's got a great record um, in the American League East, particularly. Uh, I just think they made a mistake. I think they overvalued the people they brought in here.
0: I like Shields because he throws 200 innings every year.
1: True, yeah. And he's, and again, he's had a good start. I think his two starts have been very good.
0: That the, the puzzling
1: or... thing is, how about Lester's start?
0: Well, how about this weird pickoff thing that like everyone had kind of forgotten about?
1: I don't think I ever knew about it. Did you know about it?
0: I knew he was a little that he had like a K a little bit of the yips but I didn't know it was to the point that as soon as base runners understood that he was never throwing over there it was going to become a problem who knew
1: I think I read that after April he never threw the first base last year Why didn't everybody uh, recognize that why wasn't every runner on first base stealing second
0: I guess because he's a lefty and he's just staring at you? I but don't know. He never,
1: but he never threw over there. It, it's it's pretty amazing, actually, now. And now that it's out, uh, I guess, what did he pitch today? He pitched Monday, I think, and he threw over there and, and the ball got away and the guy went to third. I mean, he he really could have the yips.
0: Did, um, did Boston get rid of all the snow yet or no?
1: Yeah, the snow is gone, finally. We've had a couple of gorgeous days. Actually, Boston doesn't have snow. I I understand the suburbs still have snow, but Fenwick Park couldn't look more beautiful. Um,
0: It was like people said it was like living in Russia for four months.
1: (laughs) The worst winter ever. It wasn't just the record amount of snow. It was freezing here. Yeah. I mean, every day was cold with that. Awful wind that comes in off the uh, either the Charles or the ocean uh, comes all the way down from Canada. Yeah, or,
0: uh,
1: it was just awful. Uh,
0: we had a we had a couple of cold weeks here too. It dropped to like fifty two, fifty one. Yeah, like, I mean a that's cold for you, well. but yeah, I get I get it is what I'm yeah, trying to say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we think we know we 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 know that the Celtics probably can't beat the Caps. But at the same In a, a
1: seven-game series.
0: At the same time, we're going to be watching this series pretty closely.
1: Right. And, and we're ho- not
0: going to be surprised by anything.
1: Hopefully, you're going to come home and at least see a couple of these games against Cleveland.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, co- I'm coming back for a couple. Good. Um, it's a good one. And the, the other thing we didn't mention is kind of the weird, fun, up-and-down history of LeBron versus the Celtics. You know, you go back to uh, the 08, takes us to a game seven basically by himself the year we win the title. Um, 09, I'm sorry, uh, 2010, they're favored to win the the title. Rondo just goes to another level. We knock him out. 2011, Wade breaks Rondo's elbow. 2012, we have him 3-2. It's. It seems like the all-time self-combustion ever. And then LeBron, you and I went to that game, and he played the greatest game of his life and turned his entire legacy around.
1: Unfortunately, I, I think that's the last playoff game you and I went to. Game six, as yeah. you said, we have them down three to two. We're, we walked in there that day a little bit confident.
0: Yeah, that whole crowd was too confident. That was part of the problem with that game. Yeah. I think mean, people uh, just assume that that the Pierce uh, KG Allen like the Magic would just was trumping everything, and I, nobody saw that game coming.
1: In all weird. the time I've watched LeBron, Lebron, I've I've never seen him approach a game the way he did that game.
0: Yeah, um, he was like a tennis player. He
1: didn't want any other player on his team shooting the ball. I mean, he wanted the ball every single time, and he was scary. Uh, I mean, I was impressed. We were not going to win that game. There was nothing we could do to win that game.
0: no, nah, he destroyed us
1: but but he doesn't play like that way every game, and I'm not sure he could play like that again. I'm not sure he's three years later the same player, but he was he was phenomenal that day.
0: The Sus have only one chance to make this series interesting, and it's if Kyrie is banged up
1: yeah because well, I think
0: that hip, I think that just Although we do have guys to throw on Kyrie, I got to say, like Marcus, Marcus is going to be a first-team All Defense guy at some point in his life. That guy is great defensively. Although Lowry burned him on those last two plays last night, I was surprised. But
1: he did burn him on the drives. Um,
0: but he, yeah. But Smart is unbelievable on defense. He the way he deals with those high screens and just kind of jumps in front of them or be like he's just a magician.
1: You know, just to get back to the draft we were talking about we we really did get lucky getting smart with the six pick when you look oh, yeah. at a couple of the people that went ahead of him that supposedly we were looking at gordon that guy von ley that went to charlotte
0: uh, after us yeah we didn't well, remember, yeah. you were devastated when we lost the coin flip and then then even more devastated when we dropped back a spot but really smarts the fourth best guy from that draft
1: He's, he's a guy that we, we really needed. I mean, yeah. he, our three-guard rotation um, is uh, exciting to watch. We, we just now need to fill in some pieces, obviously with a shot blocker. But um, I hope they win at least one game against Cleveland. I'd be really excited if they win two games. Uh, can, could they beat them in a seven-game series? Probably only if Kyrie's health uh, had a major impact on the series.
0: We're not we're not beating them in a series. Okay. But we could maybe get to a seven. Seven would be fun. Six would be fun. I'd love to see them come back for game six. I will say, we have Crowder to throw at LeBron. And, you know, Kaiwe, Kai, Kawhi is obviously the best possible person you could throw at LeBron. Crowder's maybe a 7 out of 10 on the guys you could throw at LeBron's He's scale. pretty good, but he gets in foul trouble. He does. That, yeah. that, that, that's what, like if the refs called it a certain way, he yeah. could play like 15 minutes. All of a sudden, Jareb goes out there.
1: And then you're going to have J.R. Smith just out there shooting threes all day.
0: Right, I mean, which, that, which a, I don't that, mind.
1: That was a, well, he, he's hot or cold, but he has been hot lately.
0: Moskov could kill us, ironically.
1: So that's, that is true. Um, although I think Moskov could have a little trouble guarding Zella, Zella's, Zella's such a, we were so lucky to have picked him up. I mean, we really didn't have a starting center. He a,
0: talk, Tommy Henson talks about that trade, like like it's like the Bird, and, like the McHale and Parrish for Joe Barry Carroll trade. He does. Uh, <laughs> he it, loves that trade. You can't get a center for nothing but he's in the
1: right. NBA. He, he's right. Uh, I mean, obviously he has his flaws and he, he gets pushed around a little bit by the bigger, heavier centers. but And Moskov happens to be one of them. But Moskov's a pretty slow guy. And Zeller runs the floor every single play he's out there. So. Well,
0: well, we see, love the we'll Celtics see. team. Did yeah. you see Fast and Furious 7 yet?
1: Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to go on Saturday with uh, my nephew, Pete, my other son. And I loved it. I, I was surprisingly... I was very surprised how much I enjoyed the movie. I thought, I thought it was well done, not too sappy. Um, I thought the ending was kind of neat, the way they did that. I guess yeah. with the computer-generated piece at the end, and, and it had a good story. It kept my interest the whole time.
0: Hey, uh, I mean, they've they're four in a row at this point. Four was excellent. Five, six, seven. They, they're on a streak. This
1: is this. Do you think, it's hard to think that there could ever be an eight.
0: Oh, I, don't know. I think we're going to get to 10.
1: Oh, you do?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the great thing about this franchise is they can just keep adding different components, right? Like, you know, in Fast 8, they, they're going to have to fill the Paul Walker, good-looking white guy role with somebody famous.
1: Somebody, yeah.
0: Um, Jason Statham's going to get out of jail. Well,
1: Jason Statham, I always enjoy... You and I like him. He's almost always the... the uh, the, the the good guy assassin or the good guy superhero yeah. or it was kind of strange to see him in a bad guy role. And he was did, very good in,
0: in it. Did you enjoy it more or less than your favorite movie of the decade, The Equalizer?
1: No, I thought the Equali I enjoyed the Equalizer more. It's a, but a different kind of movie. The, this the special effects in this Fast and Furious Seven were pretty unbelievable. I don't know how they did some of the things they did.
0: but I don't know either. Yeah,
1: they they were terrific. Um, uh, I give a huge thumbs up. No wonder that movie is breaking all these records with attendance.
0: Uh, I also love Vin Diesel. I really enjoy it. I enjoy every scene that Vin Diesel's in. When you saw the movie, did you
1: see it IMAX theater or regular theater?
0: Um, big theater, not IMAX. The the one that I'm debating because I'm going to go see it again. I'm uh, debating about the four the 4D. No. I
1: don't
0: even fully understand 4D. Like your seat shakes and they spray stuff on you. I don't even know what goes on with 4D. So I might check that out.
1: Hey, I've I have mean, never seen a 4D. You have it. You have it near near your office.
0: I right? do, and I'm pretty sure at no point in my life when I've been in a movie theater I've I said the words to myself I wish somebody would spray something on me <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I wish my seat would move around
0: we yeah. also had we, when we saw it we saw it on opening day a couple of Grantland people and myself and uh, it, it's just astounding I don't know if this is an LA thing or if this is an around the country thing but the people who bring their kids into movies now it it, it feels like it's becoming an epidemic and Obama might have to step in
1: I'm trying it, to think. Was there anything in there though that was it rated no,
0: R? It's, it's a two. It's a two-hour, 15-minute well, action yes. movie with things blowing up and cars, and it's loud <laughs> as hell. It's like, what? Why would you bring your nine-month-old baby to that? Well, that, no, that's traffic. There I, is a few. There are
1: a few people who lose their lives in the movie.
0: <laughs> so we, we, we were kind of sitting on the aisle and. and some couple brought their, their two kids who got bored within 10 minutes and started running up and down the aisle, which was fun for about three minutes. Right, But at like the 45-minute mark of trying to watch the movie, but all of a sudden I have some three-year-old grabbing my foot, <laughs> it was like, what, what are you doing? And it's just like they, there's like a lawlessness at movies now. Like the ushers are nowhere to be seen. I It's amazing to me that people just don't go to movies and just tape – tape the things and sell them because it's not like they're ushers making sure nobody's up to anything.
1: Yeah, you would have enjoyed, we went to see it at the uh, the AMC Boston Common Theater. It has 19 theaters. It's
0: right yeah. in the
1: middle of the city. And it was, we saw at 3 o'clock in the afternoon showing. It wasn't IMAX. It was completely sold out. And people were cheering before the movie started. Yeah, <laughs> And I was a little bit afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was, uh it was an
0: excitable crowd. It, you know it's a great franchise when people are applauding during the opening credits when they see certain names. It's like, oh, Vin Diesel, oh! Yeah, like, that's what they were doing.
1: It hadn't started yet. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, we, there were six guys in the room in front of us. They all stood up and started clapping. <laughs>
0: so Our movie had applause as well, and then we all filed out while trying to pretend we didn't have tears in our eyes. <laughs> They really handled that well. Spoiler alert, but uh, I, I don't want to say how they handled it, but no. I w- no. I really appreciated right. that could have gone badly in so many different ways. Right. right. Um, yeah, no, I, a-
1: I would see it again, but I'd I'd like to see it the next time in IMAX. Uh, I saw Equalizer in IMAX and made a difference.
0: You're ready for Equalizer too.
1: Uh, I am ready for it. The only movie <laughs> it's on demand now, and I. I haven't yet chosen to watch it as Taken 3 because I was so into Taken 1
0: and Taken 2 yeah Taken 3 don't bother no you should see it but it it just I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't raise your hopes yeah I think I think Liam Neeson got hot there for about a minute and rightfully so he he all of a sudden became the the uh, best action hero and uh, and he just started grabbing scripts yeah. Paychecks. I, I really think he was like he must have just done the math, maybe with his accountant, and they just kind of figured out um all right, Liam, if you make these three movies, here's here's the price. But you're gonna probably bastardize your action movie hero status. He's like, Screw it, I'll do it.
1: Yeah, you just wrote that column six months ago. He was at the top of the list.
0: The one that people said wasn't that bad was was the one where In his the cemetery. Son no, no. The one with his he had his son had had like had to make it through the night to live, whatever that movie was. I'll be pay per viewing all of them. I mean be, I already pay per view taking three. Hmm. The other two are on my list. All right, Dad. Um enjoy Oh, we never talked I guess we never talked about the Bruins GM. But that I mean that there's nothing to talk about, the Bruins. They they you know, they made a couple dumb trades and
1: No They weren't dumb tra- and, dumb trades. They were Outrageously terrible trade.
0: <laughs> You're very upset about the Sega trade. Stuff.
1: I, I was as soon as I heard about it, I, and I didn't even know. You know, put aside who they got back in return, which was basically nothing. Uh, they gave up on a 21 year old guy that was the second pick in the draft, who was immature, and I just think they threw in the towel so much too early in him. And then the Boychuk trade was just terrible. Set them back the whole season.
0: Has so, anybody ever ever really tried to figure out if they had to trade him for cap purposes, or if they could have waited until February, or like, think did they it, have to do that deal when they did it?
1: I don't. I don't think they had to do that trade. I think he, he. Pan, I I don't know. Like we're not buddies, so he, he maybe he liked the idea of the two second round draft picks, but <laughs> well, it,
0: he's, uh, he's the only one.
1: Yeah, it it really ups. I mean, it seemed to. Their defense all season was terrible, and uh, you can't tell anybody in Boston that Boychuk wouldn't have helped that defense. So, I I think, uh, thank you for the Stanley Cup championship. It's now four years later, and it's time to move on.
0: The Stanley Cup championship, and then the other one against the Blackhawks, that still haunts you.
1: The first game still haunts me. In San Antonio, watching that game in overtime, should have had that game should have
0: had that series the blackhawks scored and you just you just got up and you just walked to the elevator i think you <laughs> gave a cursory goodbye to the four people we were with <laughs> I there was re- that you were just gone
1: i don't remember if i was with anybody were other people there
0: <laughs> yeah there are a couple other people there okay I, sal and i are sal and i have a bunch of hockey bets we're excited about i've actually because i went to so many kings games i actually have opinion on i have opinions on the uh on some of the playoffs
1: Playoffs are such a crapshoot in, in in hockey, though. You always you always see uh, teams come out. For example, in the Globe today, they picked Ottawa to beat Montreal in the first series, eight to beat one.
0: Yeah, I uh, could see that. I'm not again. I'm not. Yeah, I actually I, I had to fill out a bracket for NHL.com, and I picked the Senators partly because I hate the Canadians. But
1: well, yeah, I would have done that too.
0: But but the Senators are like the proverbial smoking hot team heading into the playoffs.
1: They are. Yeah. And if we if it was the Bruins Montreal, we probably would have said we had a one percent chance of winning that series. So,
0: well, I, I guess, gotta say, I, I I just don't think the Bruins had it this year. No, the King situation it. was weird because it really just came down to the overtimes and the, and the shootouts, and in the playoffs, you don't have four on four overtime, and, and you obviously don't have shootouts, and. So all the all the Kings fans had lulled themselves into this false sense of security. Well, when we get to the playoffs, it'll just be Kings hockey. But right. then they never made it.
1: But the Bruins, I think, were even worse than the Kings in shootouts. There, there are no, there are no two teams more excited about the possibility of uh, a revamped overtime similar to the AHL that involves three on three for a certain number of minutes. Right, Bruins and the Kings.
0: It's never been explained to me why they just can't do a 10-minute overtime 4-on-4. Four four. The 4-on-4, four four, there's so many scoring chances. At some point, somebody's going to score.
1: But can you imagine really to get through a 10
0: all the stats OT they,
1: they've shown on the AHL? I think, I think they do, what do they do, 3-or-4 four minutes 4-on-4 four and, four, and then 3-or-4 minutes 3-on-3? Three and 3-on-3 three. Three and three yeah. hockey? You and
0: I could score. Well, it's certainly better than the shootout. I, I don't even yeah. like the shootout. Right. It just well, seems that'd be like exciting. It, it would. I don't know if the stats have gone down or what, but it just seems like it's much harder to score than it used to be. Right. Well, maybe they should make a rule that the backup goalie has to be in for the shootouts or something.
1: Yeah, that would be good. I don't know. Something. Anyway, or, or
0: fans from the stands. All right, Dad. I'll see you in Boston next week. Thank you All for right. your time, as always. All right. Uh, well, and
1: we'll we'll keep an eye on Kyrie Irving's
0: hip. All right, be right. careful that voodoo doll. I don't want the karma to come back and bite us. Talk okay, to you I'll
1: take the pin out.
0: All
1: right. Talk to you later. So I get the sound off. Whoa.
0: Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com.
1: Peace out.